Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Hey, podcast listeners, before we get on with our conversation on Instagram keywords, hashtags, and guides with Natasha Samuel, I want to let you know that we are excited to announce a new course, Google Analytics for Marketers, where you'll discover how to leverage the full power of Google Analytics so that you can improve your marketing. It's taught by leading Google Analytics expert, the one and only Chris Mercer. So register today. You can visit analyticsformarketers.com for more information. Again, that is analyticsformarketers.com to get all the details on this awesome new course. Okay, Jeff, take it away. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeff C. And I'm Grace Duffy. And we are excited to be joined today by Natasha Samuel, and we're going to explore what Instagram changes to hashtags and keyword search mean for marketers. So if you don't know who Natasha is, she is an Instagram expert and a video storyteller. She is the host of the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio, an Instagram studio that helps small businesses shine online. And Natasha can help you build your brand on the gram with a video strategy that is fulfilling and fun without the overwhelm. Natasha, so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to geek out over all the new Instagram. Things. I know there's tons of stuff that <laughs> dropped in the last couple of weeks. So we're excited to, to let you guys know as we're going along today, we would love to interact with you. Make sure that you, you know, ask your questions. You guys are already chatting it up in the comments, but also we'd love for you to share this out on the interwebs if you would do that. But Grace, let's drop right into the news. So much to get started. So break it down for us. Okay, so the first news item that we are tackling today is that Instagram removed recent posts from hashtag results. So that's when you go into search and you look up a hashtag. There used to be a recents tab, and now that has been taken away. So a little bit of background on this prior to the elections here in the U.S., Instagram temporarily suspended the recents tabs from the hashtag page. Similarly, Facebook did a similar thing in which they paused all ads about political campaigns or social issues. The company said that this was to reduce the spread of potentially harmful content that could pop up around this time. Now, with things still kind of questionable, Facebook announced earlier this week or last week that it had decided to maintain this pause. Certainly, the pause is only going to be for the week's leading up to. And now they've decided that they're going to pause this for at least another month and appears that Instagram is doing the same thing with this update on the recent tab. So not much we can do about it. There wasn't an end date for why this is happening, but getting past that, let's talk about this effect that this will have on marketing. So this of course, is the biggest shopping season of the year. Instagram is becoming, if not already, the destination for discovering new products. So what can marketers do to mitigate this update and still get exposure for their companies and the awesome products they sell? 
Yeah. And I think we're going to touch on a lot of the exciting opportunities that marketers and brands have because there's so many other really exciting updates. So in a lot of ways, I think that top is a lot more important than recent under hashtags because those are the top ranking posts. They have a lot more longevity. So in a lot of ways, I think like, don't worry too much about that hashtags. I would say focus on if you have shop products, use those shopping tags get your shops set up. And I think if you can use new features like incorporating reels and guides, I think that's a really great way to leverage those kind of new features that Instagram is really focusing on because reels in the algorithm and our feed. Um, I love how people are really strategically using guides to kind of do gifting guides, shopping guides. So I think there's a lot of chances there and you could still possibly rank for top under hashtags. So I think just keep using your current hashtags, but focus on other things a little bit more. So real quickly about getting on this recent tab. So one, how important is it to get on the recent tab? I would figure that would be really, really important. But do you have any secret sauce? Like, is there ways like to strategically get on that? So I'd love your thoughts on that. Yeah. So with the recent and top tabs, recent is actually where all of the posts that are using a hashtag go. So that means if you go on a really popular hashtag, like maybe like female entrepreneur, there are going to be hundreds of posts that are going under that hashtag. And the first place they're going to go is recent. So whether it's great quality content, small accounts, big accounts relevant to that hashtag, all of it goes to recent. So in a lot of ways, if you go, I mean, we can't see it now because right. recent is gone. But if you would like refresh under recent, it would just continually be adding in new content. So that's why in a lot of ways, I think it is a great opportunity if people are really going through all the content that has that hashtag specifically. But there still is very much a chance that you could be on the top, which is a little bit more curated. It's content that Instagram thinks fits those hashtags and that criteria really well. So is there, does it depend on like the popularity of that hashtag, like how fast that content is being refreshed? Like, is it like niche ones will stay on there a little bit longer than like, say, hashtag cooking? I don't know. Yes, exactly. The bigger hashtags, the more um, irrelevant those recent posts become because there are so many new posts being added to it pretty much like every second and minute. Gotcha. Well, wait, there's more. We've got more stuff coming on. So there's some, actually, this to me is one of the most exciting things I think we want to talk about today because just the ability for marketers, I think, to be able to use this to their advantage. So Grace, break this down because this is exciting news. So this is actually the most exciting news to me, uh, keyword search coming to Instagram. So The Verge uh, first reported this, and it said that English-speaking users in six countries, and these include the UK, US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and Ireland, will be able to search the platform and surface relevant content using keywords. So before today, the only way that you could really search for something is with hashtags or accounts. So for example, if you were looking for something something like healthy recipes, you'd only be able to search and find uh, posts that are tagged hashtag healthy recipes or accounts with a variation of healthy or recipes in their name or their bio. But now with this new update, Instagram will let people search the keywords themselves and find meaningful posts.
videos about healthy recipes will even surface even if there's no hashtag or there's no real mention of it in the bio. So as we read through Instagram's keyword search capabilities, which is live now, by the way, if you want to go check it out and you happen to live in one of these six countries, it's very limited and largely benign. So The Verge did note that you can't search for posts on vaccines or election stuff or, you know, some of these bigger, hotter topics. However, you can find posts about things like puppies, pastas, and plants, right? So how useful is this, you know, as far as marketers go? Honestly, I think that right now it might not be very useful to a lot of people because it is so specific in general in a lot of ways. So I do think that it's going to take time for it to really make sense. But I think if we're thinking like the future of Instagram and how this capability is really going to grow, I think that's really where the opportunity lies. So I think if you can start thinking of like, okay, keywords, how can I use them in my copy? How can I be a little bit more conscious and just make sure I understand? understanding how this is growing and evolving, I think is the biggest benefit that it's going to have. But I think initially, it's probably going to be a little bit of a mess. <laughs> we have a question from Nick over on YouTube. And he says that he thinks this is interesting to develop, but he's interested in, are there any ideas as to why this change might have mm. been made? Yeah, it seems like with the hashtag change and kind of how hashtags have been changing, it's almost like they're wanting to shift their focus to not really be focusing on that as much. Because I think that's like a common complaint with Instagram is that if you want to search words, like I think TikTok's a great example of how it's very easy to search, you know, hashtags, but also just search different words to find videos that have those words in them. So I think Instagram's maybe realizing that hashtags aren't the absolute best way people to find the content that they want. Gotcha. So, you know, the articles that we've talked about in, in The Verge, it says, you know, only now grid posts are going to show up. But do you think it's going to kind of eventually go to like video content, like stories and IGTV? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's not showing up right now, but that's what the, the article mentioned. But is that something you think that's going to be rolling out in the near future? Yeah, I think it could absolutely apply to the descriptions of videos, like for IGTV, the titles. I also could definitely see it applying to, you know, the captions that you're writing for reels. Um, but I also could totally see maybe the text that you're adding to your reels, to your stories. If you're using the native editor, I could totally see Instagram getting smart enough where maybe they're going to tap into those words that you're using when you're adding them within the app and having that be a part of the keyword search. So they're just trying to get smart so they can show people the type of content they want to see. So I think that'll definitely be a possibility. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. So it's not exactly known, of course, how, how Instagram will determine what posts or what they'll be relying on to surface these posts, right? So in the article, they did say, a spokesman did say that they're considering a number of factors, uh, the type of content, the captions when it was posted, and other data points to make sure that it's surfacing relevant content. It also said that it's using machine learning so they can find the highest quality content. So I know on Instagram, captions are a big deal, especially adorable captions, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when you're talking about they're using captions, right, to surface the post for the keyword search, I mean, there's still so many questions. 
But let's talk about these captions. So it seems like descriptive and informative now is the way to go as opposed to clever and cute if you want your post to be searchable. you know. So to me, that sounds like instead of having these adorable captions and the way that I see people using it is like they'll tell the story and here's this image and sometimes the story doesn't really have anything to do with the image. But, you know, it's, it's a way of combining those two different content, right? So do you have any idea of how we should be thinking about captions now that keywords are a factor? Right. And I think it might mean kind of finding a balance of both. I think that with a lot of the shifts that are happening with Instagram, they're really focusing on like that high value content. And maybe that's leaning more towards the longer form captions. So now there's like that debate, like should I do short and sweet captions, longer captions. But I think that a lot of the successful influencers out there, you'll see that they have like almost like micro blog style captions, which might be kind of where this keywords are really going to play a huge opportunity. So I think that maybe like that first few lines and that hook of your caption, like, yeah, maybe have a little cliffhanger, be a little clever, you know, using those different types of things. But I think that the more value you can add in your captions with these changes, the better. Gotcha. So just judging from some of the comments that I've seen on different forums and stuff like this. So this is kind of changing kind of how Instagram works in its culture. And that seems to me a bit, a little bit dangerous. You know, this could actually be like coming up, like I could see people coming with a, like an Instagram SEO strategy, like trying to optimize these keywords. But are you worried because just, there's been a little bit of outrage about the, the change of the culture and like they've even changed some other things we're going to do later. But do you think that Instagram's meddling with something that's already good? And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think there's always room for improvement on these platforms. And I think that a common thing I've heard people talking about is how like all the social media platforms are starting to look very similar. Like everything's having stories, everything's having short form video, live video. So I think in a lot of ways, they're just trying to stay competitive and be a place that, you know, creators and brands and businesses want to be. So I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit messy and probably frustrating a lot of people until it really gets all those kinks smoothed out, but hopefully it'll be an opportunity for more people to get discovered. Because I think that when we think of the most common complaint with Instagram is that there are so many users that it is very saturated, a saturated place to be an organic reach for smaller accounts can be really difficult. So maybe this can help with that organic growth factor that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, Grace and I were talking before about in the when we were putting together the show notes that there's a lot of similarities. Like Pinterest is trying to be Instagram, and Instagram is trying to be more Pinterest. With like, you know, they, right. Pinterest wants the shopping, Instagram wants the search, and so it's it's really interesting how this is all playing out. But I wanted to ask you, since you're an Instagram influencer and you've done so much for your clients and putting all this stuff together, have you had a chance to run like a few experiments to see how well posts show up like with and without hashtags? Can Because we want to really let marketers know, you know, the best way to formulate the best strategy moving forward. Absolutely. And I think a few things that I've noticed is with content, I've been focusing on less how I can get likes and the hashtags and the comments, but more on how I can also get a lot of saves and shares. Because I found that even if like hashtags aren't contributing to how many people are seeing my posts and how much engagement they're getting, the more saves and shares a post get, I find that it has a lot more longevity on the feed. Mm. But I also find that it gives me a lot of new followers and eyes on my account 
account. So I think that kind of shifting that focus strategy wise to Sage and shares has definitely been beneficial, but uh, something that I have noticed, and I think it's a little too early to say because reels still are pretty new, but I found early on when I first started using reels, my top performing reels that had like 20,000, 40,000 views that all of them didn't have hashtags versus the ones that did have hashtags. So I was like, Hmm. let me just try not using hashtags on my reels. I never use hashtags on my reels and I still have some that hit those really high view marks. Um, So I think in a lot of ways, maybe hashtags are kind of a little less important. I don't think Hmm. they hurt your posts, but I definitely think that there's other factors that Instagram's really focusing on, like just the reels content in general, maybe likes, shares, saves, how many people are reviewing things. So those are kind of been what I've been focusing on and experimenting with. So just to follow up the question about, you know, your yeah. success that you've had with reels, do you know if there's like, I mean, like a half-life because I know Instagram right now is really promoting people who create reels content. And yeah. you know, if there's one thing we've learned in social media, that change is something that is constant. So do you have like, if you can read the tea leaves, maybe, do you have an idea how long they're going to be maybe like really giving that extra push to reels before they move on to something else? Or, I mean, I know you're still telling people to, you know, use reels and, and, and create content that way, but do you have any idea or guesstimate how long that will last? Yeah, it's hard to say how long it'll last, but I think one of the biggest changes that I'm sure we'll touch on is how the Reels feed has become a button in the navigation bar. So I think that's a really big signal that Instagram is really shifting to focus on Reels. Like we don't see that for IGTV. Um, You know, we see that for stories though. And stories has really taken off and if anything, become even more important than feed posts, arguably. So I think if we kind of see how Instagram shifted to acclimate more to having stories on the platform and kind of how they're doing the same thing for reels. I definitely don't think that it's going to be going away anytime soon. And I think even if those opportunities for viral reach maybe decline a little bit, the more people are using it and the more established the platform gives. I also feel like I've heard just overall that people really enjoy consuming content that way. I mean, there's a reason why TikTok has seen such great success and people have short attention spans and they want to get their information, their entertainment really fast and in snappy videos. So I definitely don't see reels going away anytime soon. Awesome. Thank you for that. So there's even some more features that, to be honest, and I mean, I didn't even know about and Grace was like, yeah, it's been out for a while, but they're, they're rolling out to some more people. So Grace, talk about this because this is an interesting feature. Well, don't be too hard on yourself because I don't know that this was like necessarily widely available. But earlier this year, Instagram did launch a new feature called Guides. Now it allowed creators to share tips, resources, and other long form content and a dedicated tab in their user profiles. So uh, Instagram initially limited guides to groups of creators publishing content that was focused on mental health and well-being. But and then this week Instagram did make announcements saying that guides is now available to all users and they're also making them easier to create and expanding them to include other types of content, particularly products, places and posts. So that's what piqued our interest in right. this, right? Those products, places and posts. But, you know, again, this is something that's new. I don't have a lot of experience with it myself, but Natasha, can you walk us through like what exactly are guides? Where can you find them on a profile? How do you share them? And are they easy to find and access? 
Yes. So I think guides are one of the most exciting features on Instagram right now. And while I really do love reels, I think guides are so accessible and they're very easy to use. So if you're going to create a post, you'll now have the option to create a guide. And pretty much what you're able to do is you can find and access guides under a tab on your profile. So where you'll see your IGTV tab, your reels tab, your tag posts, all of those different tabs, which now there are starting to be a lot of them. Right. Um, that's where you'll then be able to find your guides. And what you can do is you can have endless amount of guides on different topics. So you can have it where it's including posts. So whether it's your posts that are on your feed, so this can also include IGTV, reels, carousels, graphics, anything that's posted to your feed, or even saved posts. So other accounts that maybe you've saved their content and you want to do a big mashup of awesome Instagram marketers, you can include a lot of different resources within one guide. And then you can also do it with products, with locations and places. So I think it's such a great opportunity specifically for bloggers, influencers, and businesses because it's a really easy way to take content that you already have on your feed and give it a lot more longevity because in a lot of ways, once your content gets past that first nine photos you see on your grid, it kind of loses longevity and people aren't going to be finding your content and rediscovering it if they're new to your account. But guides really allows you on those hot topics, those frequently asked questions, and those resources you really want to create for your audience. You can have them in a single tab, all organized with titles, descriptions in one place for your audience. So I think especially with the gifting season, with the holiday season, mm -hmm. there are so many endless opportunities on how to use this. And I want to reiterate that they are really easy to use because you're not needing to create new content, you're pretty much just like organizing and categorizing posts or places or products that you already have related to your brand just in one place. Awesome. Cool. So my brain, my little hamster wheel is like spinning crazily, evilly in my head with some of this <laughs> stuff. So one of the questions I do ask is users are still kind of lukewarm on IGTV and it took right. a little bit for people to even warm up to that. So do you think that guides will have that struggle or how well do you think it's going to work? I mean, is it buried? Like you kind of said, the interface is getting a little bit crowded. Is it buried or I haven't even seen Instagram do like usually they do a story or something about something new. I didn't right. even see that this time. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I think in a lot of ways, it might not be highlighted as much of like a kind of sub platform within Instagram. And I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a section for guides. I have noticed that there is one for products under the shopping tab, mm. um, but you can share them to your stories. So just like you can share a feed post to your stories to get more views and people can tap it and, and look at it. You can share it to your stories, which I think is a really awesome way that I've seen people kind of sharing and curating the guides that they have. But I do do think that in a lot of ways, it almost builds the value of your profile because with your highlights, with your link in bio, um, with your first nine right. photos on your grid, that's really how you're selling people on why they should follow you, why they should buy from you, why they should engage with your account. And so I think in a lot of ways, it kind of ups the value of your actual profile, which I think a lot of people are going to take advantage of. And I know I've even seen me like really going through guides and learning a lot of mm -hmm. maybe 
posts that I've just missed because there's a lot going on in our feeds. So I don't think that it's necessarily going to be like highlighted and focused on like, you know, IGTV reels, all those big new things. But I do think that a lot of people are excited about it because it's easy. It adds value. It's not a lot of work. So I'm excited to kind of see how Instagram maybe incorporates it to the rest of the platform to hopefully give it some more longevity there. But I think they've seen success with it with those beta testers they did during COVID when they kind of had that idea. So I want to just make sure because I have not played with it and even gone to it. Is guides like a blank page where I can write a a blog post or is it all curated content that I, I build from to put to guides? So can I create content just for guides? And also, can I have like, oh, please please be true. Can we have external links on there or not? So it's less of a new piece of content. So no external links, unfortunately. Um, But you can add titles and descriptions. So um, basically what you do is it is only content that's already on Instagram. So products that you've already linked on Instagram, anything that's on the feed. So Reels, IGTV that are shared to the feed count, carousels, graphics. Um, So you're pretty much just using content that's already on Instagram, organizing it, giving it a description. And with those titles, you can kind of get really creative. So maybe it's like four steps to starting on IGTV or five crafting ideas for the holidays or favorite locations to go to in this town if you're a food blogger. So it's kind of more just like a way to like organize all of your content in one place that's already kind of created essentially. Gotcha. This might be a a strange question or an unprepared. Someone was asking in the comments, do you know any accounts that are doing guides really well? Yes, so many. Um, I've actually been sharing a ton on my Instagram because I've just been obsessed to see how brands have been doing it. A few brands that I can think of is Veed Studios, a video editor, and they Mm. put together a bunch of their content that was related to repurposing and they put it all in one guide, which is really great. I've seen photographers do guides for different poses, different outfits, different locations, different ideas within their studio. I've seen bloggers do guides guides based on products and recommendations that they really like. So maybe like their skincare favorites and their home favorites and their favorite food spots or their favorite locations in their hometown. So I've kind of seen like so many different ways to do it because there's kind of so many different approaches you can go where maybe you could cover a really broad topic and offer a bunch of different pieces of content in it, or you can kind of share other people's content and Mm -hmm. offer a lot of value there. So I also think that it kind of gives you a new way to network with other accounts because Mm. it almost makes saves more important because if saves are the only way you can access other people's content, if you just happen to be on other people's saves, you have a lot more of a chance of being featured in another guide, which means you're getting eyes from a new account entirely. So I think that kind of collaborative feature is also a really exciting opportunity. So that brings up a question that when somebody, let's say that Grace just loved all my stuff and she created a guide and put my content on her guide, do I get a notification to know that she has done that? So yes. I do. Okay, very yes, cool. You get a notification and also within the descriptions and titles, if for whatever reason you're tagged in it, you'll also get a notification. So I know I've seen like a lot of small businesses getting some really great support with the gifting guides that I've seen because they're able to have their tags shared, their products shared and their accounts tagged as well. And they're notified about that. Well, I want to talk about shopping guides just a second. But one of the things is we did have somebody ask, like, because you mentioned you share a lot of the ones that are doing guides really, really well on your account. So can you tell people for the podcast listeners what your Instagram handle is so they can go follow you? 
Yes, it is at Soul Studio Marketing, um, S-O-L. Um, and I have a carousel that kind of breaks down the visuals of guides as well. If you kind of want to see how they work, how to create them, because yeah, they're kind of new and hidden and they kind of just snuck up on us. <laughs> yeah, so that'd be great. That's a great resource to go check check out that. So let's talk about Instagram shops because the Engadget had said, quote, not surprisingly, Instagram is using this as a hook for shopping. It's a great time of year to start that. Product guides can feature uh, in the Instagram shop hub. So can you tell us more about product guides in the Instagram shops? I mean, uh, I'm sure the big companies are already starting to do this, but just some basic ideas and ways marketers can maybe use that in their shops. Yes. So what you pretty much do is when you have the option to choose your guide, you can choose product. And that's where you'll be able to go through your entire shop on Instagram and add those products to your guide. You also could definitely do that with posts. If maybe you want to share like user generated content or, you know, different photos, videos for styling, maybe outfits for an example. So there's kind of a lot of different ways you can basically share either the products or the posts that have those different shopping tags in there. But I think gifting guides are such a great idea. Mm. If you're having sales and campaigns to have everything that's included in maybe a new launch, all in one guide is super easy to share and for people to find everything versus searching on your grid to figure out what they want to purchase. So I think it centralizes everything. And because you can share it to your stories, it's something that you can constantly be resharing. A brand that I shared um, on my feed, uh, my stories, when I was kind of giving some examples, was a local food spot called Fresh Kitchen. And they're basically doing catering where you can get a bunch of sides for Thanksgiving. And what they did is they did a guide with steps on how to reheat each side. So it was very creative because it kind of gave some steps and actionable items. But they used feed posts that they already had, but added more like details on warming them up, how to include them in your meal within the actual descriptions of the guide. So while you're not creating new content within the guide, you can kind of build on content that you already have and make it relevant specifically to the holiday shopping season. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Actionable, actionable tips as well. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for that, Natasha. So more stuff is coming up. This is a thing we've kind of talked about there. It's getting crowded out there. So Grace, mm-hmm. talk about what they're doing to this interface. Well, we alluded to this already earlier, you know, as we've been talking about some of this other stuff, but Instagram did add reels and shop tabs to the home screen of the app. So when you open up the app now, you'll see reels and shops front and center in the new navigation bar. This makes it easier for you to access reels and also access shopping. It, it replaced the activity tab, which is the hard icon with the shop tab. And then they also replaced that uh, compose button. So now I believe those two things are at the top of the app. So in our research and reading, we, we see that this signifies that Instagram's focus now is to be a shopping destination and to be a significant player in that e-commerce space. And it's also an aggressive attempt to get people to like get on reels, which is not a bad thing at all. <laughs> I think I think they're incredibly entertaining. So no no shade there at all. But let's talk about these things one uh, one by one. So I know there's a lot of questions about the shop tabs. Now, when I went on there, Natasha, I saw a ton of really big brands and retailers featured. My question is, how do we get, you know, let's say that you're a small person playing you know, small local business, right? How do you get your brand featured here? And is this something that's accessible to anyone with a business account on Instagram? 
Right. So if you have a shop, it's accessible to you. And I think it's really hard to tell what criteria Instagram's really using. Um, my guess would be that the more tags you have on your Instagram, the more posts you're tagging with your products, probably the more likely that you're going to be ranking on those. And I think you also want to look under the shop tag. There's certain categories that Instagram really focuses on. So whether it's home, fashion. So if you can really dial in on any products that you have related to that. I think that's really going to help. What I've noticed on my shop tab, because I actually was one of the earlier people that had this change. So I've had this change for like a little over a month, which was very weird. I was always tapping shop, thought it was my activity. It wasn't. <laughs> so I think it definitely takes a while to get used to. But what I've noticed is that the more I open the app on accident often is that it kind of tends to be accounts that I'm already following. Mm. So I think if you can really focus on like how to already like curate a community around your products, I think that also maybe plays a factor. I know Instagram really thinks relationships are important. So if someone's following and engaging with your content, so I think that might play a factor as well. It's really hard to tell. Hmm. Gotcha. So switching to reels as one of the first people using reels to market on Instagram, this is a great question. What sets reels apart from TikTok? Why should I use reels? And so, because we hear a lot about videos blowing up and going viral on TikTok, my son's, his girlfriend went viral on TikTok. So, but what can marketers expect from reels in terms of reach and engagement? I mean, it's great to go viral, but if it doesn't go viral anywhere, what does it matter? So, and also how can we convince the boss that maybe we should try out this reels thing that all the young kids are talking about? Right. And I think the benefit of Reels is that instead of going to an entirely new platform starting from scratch, Reels is very much a part of the Instagram experience. You can share them to your stories. You can share them to your feed. They have their own tab on your profile. They now have their own feed on the Instagram navigation. So I think in a lot of ways, if you're wanting to kind of get into that realm of video, which I really think is like the future of video and social media, I think that it's a great place to start. Um, I think overall, Reels is definitely glitchier. It's new. And there's a lot more distractions. If you think of TikTok, you know, there's that for you page that you can constantly scroll on and a super smart algorithm. I know, I think I liked a few things about puppies and Trader Joe's and now my (laughs) entire feed is puppies and Trader Joe's. But I mean, I can't complain because they really dial in on your behaviors, which I think Instagram is still working on when it comes to reels being really smart. But as for organic reach, we already kind of mentioned it's hard to come by on Instagram because there's so many places that we can focus. We can see someone going live. We can go on stories. We can go on our feed. I mean, there's so many different places our attention can really be. But I think with Reels specifically is that there really is that opportunity to get a lot more engagement and reach. What I found with Reels, and I did a 30-day Reels challenge. So I was kind of able to see like how Reels really performed and for a lot of other different types of businesses. But what I found is that Reels have a lot more longevity. I know there was a Reel I posted a week ago and it's still racking up tens of thousands of views. And that's something you don't see for feed posts. Of course, stories don't have a long, a lot of longevity. So I think that engagement wise, there's definitely a lot more opportunity for it to be living and circulating on the feed. But there also is that featured option. So basically what Instagram does, if you see a video that says featured, Instagram has handpicked it, thinks it's great content, and it'll have even more longevity and the opportunity to really go viral. So in the challenge that I did, I saw a lot of different business owners and a lot of them had like a few hundred followers, a few thousand followers, not really 
really big accounts, they were featured and they got millions of views on their reels, which is something you just don't hear on TikTok or on, on Instagram, for example, but you hear it on TikTok. So I think that a lot of the, you know, the algorithm, the views, the engagement is looking very similar along with, of course, the trends. I mean, whatever you see on TikTok in a few seconds is going to be on reels. So I do think that there is a lot of opportunity there, but it definitely has a little bit of work, but it's still, it's still super new. Very, very cool. Okay. So you did mention that you're seeing a lot of like the trending on TikTok coming over to reels. Are you seeing more or less original reels content? Because I do know a lot of people are taking their TikToks and just reposting them reels or whatever else, because TikTok has made it so easy to do that. But are you seeing more original to reels content these days or is it more of the same? Yeah, I've seen a good mix. I think if someone's using TikTok, they're probably going to do a little bit of both, like more of a 50-50 split. I think why not repurpose? Because Mm -hmm. chances are the audience you're reaching on TikTok is probably different than the audience you're reaching on Instagram. But I do think that there's a lot of benefits of using what is already in Reels. Because if someone's on Instagram and they see something that you can tell is like recreated with Reels, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it has hashtags, maybe it has music within Instagram. I feel like there's a lot more of a chance that it's going to get a little bit more engagement versus seeing that like obnoxious TikTok like watermark on Instagram. I'm sure they just don't really like that. (laughs) Well, that was what I was going to ask. You know, is it, do you think it's a good idea to repost content, you know, short form content from TikTok to reels or vice versa? Because I'm even seeing it on Pinterest now. It's like TikTok, the good thing TikTok has done is they made it really super easy to share. Yeah. But would you tell if you created an, like a really viral TikTok video, would you suggest to your clients to post it on Instagram or would you say just create new content for reels? It's really tough, but I think the biggest thing is if you're wanting to repurpose, the biggest thing that I do is save it with the smaller watermark. Mm-hmm. It shows that you want that little bit extra effort to not show that it's literally TikTok in your face. I know there's tons of apps you can just like put your URL into, but the hack that I use is you can save your TikTok video as a live photo. And then when you're in your camera roll, you can easily convert it to save it as a video. So the logo is like super tiny at the bottom. And so you really don't notice it. And I think personally, I I feel like that just takes that little bit extra effort um, to kind of make sure it kind of fits in a little bit better with your Instagram. Very cool. Well, we have a great question from one of our viewers over on YouTube. Alicia goes, I need a learning session on reels. Any regards to where I can learn from others about how to go about it? Do you have any advice for Alicia? Absolutely. I think that if you can start going on your Reels feed, you're going to start learning a lot about how the video formats go, what type of trends there are, um, and you can kind of get a lot of inspiration for your own industry. Um, I mentioned that I did a 30-day Reels challenge, so I did make that into a mini course because I know there's not like a lot of resources out there related to Reels. So if you're interested on that, um, I do have some details on my Instagram and my shop. Um, But I think the more you can just do research on kind of what you're already seeing on Instagram, is really going to help. Um, but also just learning from people that have started to use it and play around with it, it's really going to help you. So yeah, that Reels mini course is going to be beneficial if you're wanting to dive right in because now is definitely the time to do so. Awesome. So Natasha, what kind of stats or insights does Instagram offer for the Reels? I mean, are you able to get really deep insights into what's moving people to watch you on Reels? Right. And that's the one con that 
hopefully will be something they change soon is there aren't very in-depth analytics. Mm -hmm. So you can't see saved, you can't see shares, you can't see follows, you can't see any of those in-depth insights. But a few of the analytics that I really look at is views. Views are a really great differentiator of how many people have seen the video. And I often found that once videos start to rack up a lot of views, it's a really great differentiator that that's the type of content that Instagram is going to push out to more people. I find that once my videos get over 10,000 views, which is a lot, I will find that it'll just continue to grow and grow. So I think views are a really great differentiator. And then I also think that likes and comments are also great too, because just because a video is getting a lot of views, doesn't mean that it's getting a lot of really good quality engagement, like conversations in those comment sections. So I like to look at that as well to kind of see how do those ratios kind of play together. But overall, when I was doing that challenge, what I was really looking at are my profile analytics. So I was seeing how many new followers and new profile visits and impressions I was getting on my profile. Um, and also seeing if I was getting new followers, because of course, we hear that you can go viral, you can get in front of new people. So it was important to see like, is that actually converting to new followers? And what I saw when I was looking at my analytics, specifically when I was posting five reels a week, and that was the only type of content I was creating. And that was for six weeks. So five reels a week, six weeks total, um, I got 5000 new followers. And they were great followers. I had a lot of sales that month. So it was a good like clue that I was like, okay, people are really liking reels. And I am seeing growth from it compared to just focusing on other content. Awesome. Well, you spoke about analytics and we have, if, you know, according to our research, 81% of marketers want to learn more about Google Analytics. So if you do have that swipe up and you can add a link or you want to track mm. that on your bio in your Instagram profile, how much it's actually going to you over on Google Analytics, we have in the, an exciting new course. It's Google Analytics for marketers where you'll discover how to leverage the full power of Google Analytics so you can improve your marketing. And it's taught by leading Google Analytics expert, Chris Mercer. And I've seen Chris's presentations. He is fabulous. So if you guys want to register for that today, you can go to analyticsformarketers.com. That's analyticsformarketers.com. We hope you guys go check that out. But wait, there's more. We've got one more last piece of news. So this is uh, really, you know, it's kind of good, but it's kind of bad. It depends on mm. if you're a marketer or not. If you're a grubby marketer, it's probably a good idea. So Grace, what is this all about? Well, the head of Instagram, Adam Azari, told CNBC that the company is planning to put ads in its TikTok competitor reels, right? So, and it's making it easier than ever for users to browse for products and drive the company's growth through the e-commerce business, of course, with their addition of putting shops front and center, right? So, of course, uh, Mazzari did confirm that ads will be coming eventually <laughs> to Reels, but said that Instagram hasn't yet built up an ad business on Reels because the company is still working on making sure the format is engaging to customers and consumers. So, Natasha, when do you think Instagram will get there? They didn't really give any hard metrics. Of course, I'm sure, you know, that's all internal. But when do you think, as someone that's fully engaged in Reels, that Instagram will get to the point where it makes sense to have ads on reels. Right. I feel like there's so many small glitches that definitely still need to be kind of worked out. And I also feel like when IGTV was new, there were so many rumors like ads are coming, ads are coming. And even now that they said that they're here, I know I rarely see them. I don't know if that's something that other people are experiencing too. Um, but I feel like when it comes to ads on videos, it's been something that has been hard to adopt for Instagram 
Instagram logistically. I think there's so many other things they need to focus on when it comes to adding so many new types of platforms really fast. <laughs> so I think we still have some time till we really have to focus on ads on Reels. Gotcha. So Adam uh, Mosseri said that these changes were a necessary evolution of the app to keep up with the competition and to serve its users and creators, especially in light of the pandemic changing uh, consumer behavior. So who is this competition they have in mind here? Is it TikTok? What are your thoughts on who are they a little worried about over on Instagram? I would say TikTok is their biggest competitor, I think, because they're just growing and growing. And while people used to say it was only with the younger audiences, I've seen a lot of different demographics and businesses even going over to TikTok. I've seen more and more ads mm. while I'm on TikTok. I've seen more brand partnerships on TikTok. So I think that that's who they're really worried about, honestly. Awesome. Hmm. Well, Natasha, this has been amazing. And if you guys cannot tell, Natasha knows her stuff on Instagram. So we want to make sure that we give enough time that Natasha can tell a little about where people can find out more about her, her Reels mini course, because she's killing it with Reels over on Instagram. So you want to check that out. And uh, so Natasha, where are some, some great places for people to find out about you? Because a lot of people are asking in the comments. Absolutely. This was so fun to dive into all these topics. Um, but definitely follow me on Instagram at Soul Studio Marketing, S-O-L. That's where I share reels and guides, all the tips and inspiration there. Um, and if you're wanting to check out my shop, that's where you'll find my reels mini course, which includes that 30 day reels challenge. So if you're not sure what to post on reels, there are 60 prompts in there, which should last you for a very long time. And you can access that there and really learn about reels, how to edit your videos, how to really master it, because I think it'll really give you the upper hand um, into the new year. Awesome. And you have some free uh, giveaways too. Isn't there a toolbox or something that you have to? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I have my free toolbox, which includes 30 of my favorite tools, including like things like tripods to apps that I have on my phone. So if you're wanting to dive into any of these types of things, up-level your video, um, you know, create better content to then add to guides, all those types of things, um, you can find all my favorites in my toolbox and it's completely free to download. Awesome. So very, very cool. Make sure you guys go and check out all that stuff from Natasha. Natasha, it's been wonderful having you here. Guys, don't forget that if you're wanting to, you know, it's a getting ready to start the new year. It's coming right around the corner. This is a great time to figure out that goofy thing that's Google Analytics. Kind of hard sometimes, but we've got mm -hmm. an expert who can walk you through that, Mr. Chris Mercer, with our Google Analytics for Marketers, where you'll discover how to leverage the power of Google Analytics that you can improve your marketing. Like I said, it's taught by Chris Mercer, who is a leading Google Analytics expert. You can find out more all about that at analyticsformarketers.com. That's analyticsformarketers.com. Go and check that out. As always, we thank you guys so much. So much great comments and going on in the show today. Our next show is not next week. It's actually Friday, December 4th. Man, December's here already at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be taking a break, like I mentioned, for the week of Thanksgiving. But you can always find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And wherever you are, you can find out when and what we'll be talking about on our weekly show calendar. You can find that at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show. See you guys at our next show. Thanks, Grace, for putting this all together. You are awesome as always. Thank you, Jeff, for being an amazing host. And thank you, Natasha, for joining us today and giving us so much insight. As you can 
see from the comments here on the live show, there's tons, tons people want to know about. So you guys definitely go check out Natasha on her website, go check out her course, check out her toolbox, and then the newsletter. So anyway, with that, I hope you guys have a great week. Those of you in the U.S., I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving and we look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.